tonight on Arena. Steven Spielberg remakes West Side Story, one of three movies we'll be reviewing this evening, and Hamilton creator Lin-Manuel Miranda on his film version of Tick, Tick, Boom. Five one double five one is the text. You can tweet the programme at RTE Arena. In Lin-Manuel Miranda's smash hit musical Hamilton, our hero is repeatedly asked, why do you write like you're running out of time? The same question could be asked of John, the protagonist in Tick, Tick, Boom, a theatre writer racing against the clock to get the words and music out of his head and onto the page. The film is based on the life of Jonathan Larson, the genius creative mind behind Rent, a musical that revolutionised theatre in the 1990s, just as Hamilton did years later. Rent went on to become a smash hit, but Jonathan Larson died suddenly after the first preview from an undiagnosed cardiac condition. The film Tick, Tick, Boom marks the feature directorial debut of Manuel Miranda, who of course wrote Hamilton and In the Heights. Lynn grew up loving musicals, but didn't see a clear path into the world of music theatre until Jonathan Larson's Rent came along. Larson's work not only sparked a dream, but kept that dream alive in moments of doubt, one of the central themes of Tick, Tick, Boom. The film is inspired by an autobiographical musical that Jonathan Larson wrote concurrently with Rent in the late 1980s to early 90s. I spoke to Lin-Manuel Miranda earlier today and I began by asking him about the impact of going to see Rent on Broadway on his 17th birthday. Oh, uh, it was it was seismic. It was seismic for me. I was in the last row of the Nederlander Theatre with my high school sweetheart, Meredith Somerville, who got me the tickets for my birthday. And it was the original cast. It was the first truly contemporary musical I'd ever seen. I know Chorus Line was contemporary when it came out, but that's 20 years prior. Uh, West Side Story, 20 years before that. Um, it took place in my hometown, just a, you know, a few hundred blocks downtown from where I lived. Um, it was the most diverse cast I'd ever seen on Broadway. It actually looked like the real New York I lived in, not the white New York of a Woody Allen movie or most musicals. Um, and it was the most contemporary sounding thing I'd ever heard. These are real pop songs, but they're telling a story. Um, so in, in many ways, it was the show that gave me permission to write musicals um, because it was not some show that took place in some other time in some other land. And I loved musicals like Camelot and Les Miserables and Phantom, but it was the first one that felt like it took place here and now. And that changed everything for me. Yeah, and of course, the great tragedy was, as we know, Jonathan Larson never got to see the success that that musical was. And that is at the heart of Tick, Tick, Boom. He was writing Tick, Tick, Boom and the story of this, of himself struggling as he was writing Rent. The two were happening concurrently. Yeah, and, and, and that also gives us permission for a delicious moment in the movie of Tick, Tick, Boom, where you see him playing with the chords for one song, Glory, uh, as he's trying to come up with this song, and then he gets interrupted uh, by his girlfriend uh, on the phone. Um, but yeah, I mean, in many ways, Tick, Tick, Boom is his artistic way of processing the loss of his 20s. He spent his 20s writing a musical called Superbia that no one wanted to produce. Um, and they said it's too expensive for Off-Broadway, it's too weird for On-Broadway. So what about Off-Broadway? It's too expensive for Off. You, you got to cast of thousands with special effects. Uh, 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 Charlie, tell them I'll be on in a sec. Listen, sweetie, Rosa. I got to... I'm sorry, Rosa. Congratulations on a terrific presentation. Rosa, Rosa, hold on. So, okay, 
So what am I supposed to do now? You start writing the next one. And after you finish that one, you start on the next. And on and on. And that's what it is to be a writer, honey. You just keep throwing them against the wall. And And so he writes this show called Tick, Tick, Boom. It's semi-autobiographical. And he was like, you can't tell me me in a rock band is too expensive to produce. Um, and so, uh, but, but in many ways it's, it's processing the loss of that time and, and clearing the decks for what would become rent. And indeed when, when Jonathan Larson himself did the show, uh, prior to rent, obviously it was just a one man show, him and a band, but then it grew slightly in David Auburn's original stage production. Uh, this was about five years after Jonathan Larson's death. And you saw that three times, I believe. I did. I was my senior year of university. Um, The first time I saw it, it was the month after the terrorist attacks of September 11th. It was my first time downtown since those attacks uh, at 14th Street at the Jane Street Theater. And again, it hit me like a thunderbolt because now I've gone and done it, right? Like now I'm a theater major. (laughs) I've followed Jonathan Larson's advice from seeing Rent at age 17. And here is this show that says... Um, you know, the clock is always ticking. And are you okay with making art if the world doesn't notice? Um, And your friends are going to grow up and get real jobs. Um, Even your really talented friends that should be making movies uh, and writing songs, they're going to grow up and you're going to be the only one banging your head against the childhood dream. Um, Are you okay with that? And it clarified my resolve in that respect. Yeah, because all of this is pre-Hamilton. And I mean, when when we think of what Hamilton... Pre-living in New York as an adult. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know what, the effect that that musical had on your entire career, it must be something similar to what would have happened if Jonathan Larson had got to survive through Rent. It's just, every time you say it, it's just, it is so tragic. But you played Jonathan in in a 2014 stage production then. I mean, who else was going to make this movie? You see it in your senior year, you see Rent, you see Tick, Tick, Boom in your senior year at college, you star as Jonathan Larson in in a production in 2014. Who could make the movie if it wasn't you? Well, that's what I said to Julia when she approached me with the, with the film rights. Who but me could make this movie? I felt like I'd been preparing all my life to to honor Jonathan Larson and and pay him back for everything he'd given me. Uh, but you were a little bit were you at this stage? You were a little bit over the thirty that you'd need to be to sing thirty ninety uh, uh, in the way that Andrew Garfield does in the film. Oh yeah, I mean, I and I was I was so lucky that I played. I played Jonathan uh, when I was 34 years old. I w- it was like, this is the last chance I'm going to get to credibly play it. Um, and so that that performance really came at a at a fulcrum in my life. I My co-stars were Karen Olivo, who was my co-star in my first show in The Heights, and Leslie Odom Jr., who would be my future co-star in Hamilton. I was super pregnant with Hamilton at the time. Our our premiere was a few months away when we did that performance of Tick, Tick, Boom. My wife was super pregnant with our first child. It was just sort of the moment in the roller coaster where you're just waiting (laughs) for things to happen. Uh, And so it was kind of the perfect time uh, in my life for for that show to come along. Did Did you give that to Andrew Garfield as a potential kind of subtext as he goes into the big 3090 number in the film? Uh, no, Andrew didn't need my help in that respect. I think he, you know, he he's so rigorous about his research uh, for roles and all I needed to do was give him the time and the resources uh, to be able to sing in the way that Jonathan sang and play in the way that Jonathan played. Um, and then um, the great joy was the collaboration of 
constantly asking ourselves, what would Jonathan Larson do uh, in, in any of the given situations that this film presents? Alexander Hamilton. My name is Alexander Hamilton. And there's a million things I haven't done. But just you wait, just you wait. When he was ten, his father split full of it. When we when we think of your situation with Hamilton and, and Jonathan Larson's situation with Rent, as described there from the film uh, Thirty Nights, when when Andrew Garfield thinks Thirty Ninety, Larson Hamilton, ten two men who both died very young, long before they were done for sure. That must have struck you at some point along the way. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's a that's a chicken egg scenario. I think that a, a great deal of Hamilton's sense of urgency was something I had gleaned from Jonathan Larson's work and. And this notion of getting as much done possible because tomorrow's not promised. Jonathan's work mm. has lessons about that, and Jonathan's life has lessons uh, about that. And um, you know, I think I think the secret of Hamilton's success—it's not about politics and it's not about government. It's about um, all these characters are wrestling with. If we can hear the ticking clock of mortality, and Burr and Hamilton both heard that very loudly, what is our approach? What are we meant to do with the time we have? And that's a question we all ask ourselves. Finally then, obviously the world of music theatre tragically lost Stephen Sondheim, who had had a full life, yes, but still uh, awful to lose him. He was a mentor to Jonathan Larson and a mentor to you. Just tell us about the note that he gave to you uh, on on the voicemail that his character leaves in the film, that, that his character leaves in the film for Jonathan. Yeah, well, listen, um, I I was very inclusive with Steve on the making of this film, you know, so much depended on on his blessing, Um, the homage to Sunday uh, that we do to his work Sunday in the park with George. Um, And we have a character of Stephen Sondheim on screen. And um, when I finally worked up the courage to show him the film was pretty late in production. And he wrote me back being like, I think he said, you treated me gently and royally, for which I'm grateful. Um, And I think the voicemail that Steve leaves John could be better. Can I re-record it for you? Um, And that was incredibly generous of him. And in the wake of his passing um, is is even more profound because it's a message of um, you should be proud uh, and keep writing and keep going. Um, and 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 I'm really grateful the movie honors both of his legacies, both his immortal work and his his profound legacy of mentorship to not just me and not just John, but generations of makers. Um, and and I think that's that's the more profound legacy he leaves behind. Lynn Manuel Miranda, thank you so much for being with us on Arena this evening. Thank you. Don't forget the neighbors, Michelle and Gay. Andrew Garfield and friends there in a scene from Tick, Tick, Boom. And before that, we heard Lin-Manuel Miranda speaking to us about that film, which is currently available on Netflix. 